0: Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in to the very first edition of InCorp Group's Pro Business Podcast Series. I'm Eric, the Chief Business Development Officer of the Group, and I have my colleague Elton, uh, our Deputy CEO, with me today. Hi everyone. So InCorp Group is a Singapore headquartered group that specialises in providing corporate services as well as business advisory works in seven countries within South Asia. For more details of what we do and where we operate, please visit www.incorp.asia for more information. So Elton, to start off, can you share with our audience what our Pro Business Podcast Series aims
1: to achieve? Oh, thanks Eric. Okay, so for this, our inaugural Incop's Pro Business Podcast Series, what we want to achieve is a couple of things. And I'd like to just share three main points. First, our Podcast Series aims to share with companies around the world on Singapore as a country of doing business in. Number two, through our series, we will be discussing on a few key sectors and teams that are thriving in Singapore and potentially how global companies can take note and plan for their business expansion into Singapore, of which is highly regarded as Asia's key financial and business hub. And last but not least, as the series progresses, you will also get to hear how businesses can expand beyond Singapore and also focus on other key Asian markets that we are presence in. Namely, Indonesia, Malaysia, Philippines, uh, India, Hong Kong, and Vietnam.
0: Thank you, Alton. To add on, with our experience in helping more than twelve thousand companies and high-net-worth families start and uh, set up uh, in Singapore and uh, as well as the businesses in the region, we will be able to deliver key messages and uh, knowledge to our audience
1: who are considering expanding uh, into this fast-growing region of the world. That's right. With this first episode, let's kick off by talking about the IT and technology sector.
0: Thank you Alton. So in terms of the tech and IT sector in Singapore, uh, it's important for the audience to understand why is Singapore the preferred base or the preferred country for tech companies or IT companies of the world to want to consider Singapore? In today's episode, we will also cover why more businesses and consumers are adapting to technology, what are some of the current and potential IT trends for 2021 and beyond, what are the pros and cons of coming to Singapore and setting out in Singapore, what are some of the Singapore government grants that are available for such companies operating in Singapore. So maybe let's start with the overview of the tech industry in Singapore as a whole. So why do businesses prefer to set up their IT businesses
1: in Singapore? That's a good question, Eric. I think the unique selling point of Singapore is that Singapore is home to many global technological companies such as Google, Facebook, Alibaba, as well as regional leaders such as Garina, Grab, Lazada and Razor. So all these companies actually form a part of a rich ecosystem for ICT firms both globally, regionally, as well as domestically, to partner each other to co-develop commercially viable solutions. With our very strong ICT infrastructure and connectivity to serve customers and deliver digital services, example, we have cloud technology partners such as AliCloud and Google Cloud, which have heavily invested in Singapore. LinkedIn itself has also established its first international data center in Singapore, to handle all Asia-Pacific traffic. Nonetheless, we also have a strong pipeline of digital talent with our local universities, working closely with industry to jointly develop modules to train industry-ready talent to capture the rights of fintech opportunities in Singapore and the region.
0: Thanks Alton, and I think for the audience here today as well, it's good to, uh, to share as well. So Inka Group uh, in Singapore, because we are Singapore headquartered, we are actually close partners with Enterprise Singapore, a government agency uh, of the Singapore government that helps Singapore companies, be it locally owned or foreign owned, uh, in terms of grant support, in terms of helping them with international uh, expansions. We are also partners with uh, ACE, which stands for Action Community of Entrepreneurship. This is the tech uh, organization or tech ecosystem organization that is funded by the Singapore government that works with us very closely as a close partner to help tech companies of the world set up and prosper and international expand out of Singapore. So, uh, so I think everybody will have really known that Singapore will be a good starting point uh, for this industry. So what are the growing business trends um, for this industry, Elton?
1: Okay, I think the key trends that you can see, as what Eric has mentioned, alright, we are key partners and we are watching this space very closely. And I will to share with you today the three key trends that we will witness in 2021, not only in Singapore, but also globally. In Singapore in particular, there is a rise in food tech startups such as the cell-based clean meat company, ShopMeats, Meats, as well as plant-based meat startup, NextGen, in developing sustainable meats. So you can see that both of these companies have successfully raised Series A funding and to commercialize the first-of-its-kind commercial pilot plant that is um, planning to launch its first minced stream product in 2022. The food tech industry is booming and Forbes actually predict that this industry is going to exceed $250 billion in revenue by 2022. So this is something like Impossible Meat as well. Yeah, correct. In fact,
0: we also have a Singapore company that is going to uh, commercialize uh, uh, a, a chicken product, a chicken meat product that is totally lab-grown. Mm. So I, I think this industry is something that's uh, that will be big for the years to come.
1: Sure, thanks, Eric. Eric, would you like to talk about you know now? Right now, we are talking a lot on, on robotics and so on, mm. and we have seen increasingly in cafes and even in our coffee shops and even in our uh, different food courts and so on the use of robotic technology. So how do you think that will affect Singapore? I, I think uh,
0: maybe the, the positive word to use is how it will it, uh, improve and enhance mm. Singapore and beyond. Um, so in terms of robotic delivery, I think it started uh, mainly in, in Singapore in terms of the hospitality space. A lot of hotels especially are using or starting to adopt uh, robotic delivery services. Um, when to deal uh, with the clients especially in such times uh, during the covid where you know uh, uh, social distancing is the priority using robots to help say deliver a simple cup of coffee to your room or a warm meal to your room is uh, increasingly i think something that will be a trend uh, for years to come and also more recently right some covid19 patients at one of the hospitals in singapore had robots deliver the meals and medication as well uh, mm-hmm. that replaced, I won't say replaces the work of the nurses mm-hmm. but it essentially helped uh, again in terms of social distancing and using technology to, uh, in a more efficient way to, to essentially be, uh, help the hospital to provide uh, such uh, service or, or such care or patient care directly to the patients. So uh, again, we will expect a, lot of, uh, a much higher uptake in 2021 um, and beyond in, in, I would say, uh, robotic deliveries.
1: Sure, thanks, Eric. Eric, as the Chief Business Development Officer in Incorp, I'm sure you have seen a lot of clients that are keen to embark on the e-commerce space, especially during this COVID situation, where many of us are actually working from home, and many of us may be going back to the office, but the default arrangement might be still be working from home, and I think both of us actually spend a lot of time, you know, shopping online, not only for our food and groceries, but also doing our online shopping, our Christmas shopping. right? So how do you think e-commerce will take shape in 2021? Um, I, I think that's a good question, Elton. Um, in terms of e-commerce,
0: I, I think not just in Singapore, but for the rest of the world, it's definitely a booming industry. I mean, from the success of the likes of Alibaba, as well as uh, Lazada, as well as Shopee. Um, in terms of the, the consumer's adoption of uh, brick and mortar retail in the good old days to now e-commerce. And I think COVID-19 has essentially accelerated the e-commerce uh, industry as more people are forced to work from home or stay in home. More people are, are not going to office because of uh, social distancing measures uh, introduced by the government. So all they can do at home is besides to eat and work, they will need a shop, right? Yeah. So I, I think consumers are, again, to, because of COVID, they are a lot more custom, accustomed to online marketplaces, and e commerce 2.0 will reimagine the consumer experience on these um, marketplaces. There will be new forms of distribution through localized supply chains, data enabled financing options such as the ones provided by um, Grab as well as uh, Alibaba or N Financial, um, uh, contactless technologies, right? Uh, merchant payments, as well as personalized content uh, that you can find on. Uh, all all sorts of uh, social media platforms. So for instance, carol carol is essentially a Singapore company that deals, uh, that sets up a marketplace to buy and sell cars, right? So Kero reinvented the way people purchase cars amidst COVID-19 with the first ever car subscription service and contactless car purchase service. I think if you go back to five, ten years ago, buying a car entirely online on the e-commerce platform is something that nobody has imagined. That's right. right? Especially to the audience uh, that if you are listening from outside of Singapore, cars are expensive in Singapore, Uh, particularly for the reason that uh, all car owners, before owning a car, they will need to get a certificate of entitlement from the government, which costs as much, if not more, than the car itself. Yes. right. So nobody would have imagined uh, in Singapore that you can essentially buy a 100,000 worth of car uh, entirely online. So, So this is one example of how e-commerce space, uh, whether or not accelerated by COVID-19, has enhanced or has uh, uh, grown by leaps and bounds uh, over the past five to ten years. We'll expect a lot more marketplaces that focus on a call set of products while expanding on uh, adjacent services. So now that we have understand uh, roughly three main uh, technology companies and three different spaces, um, I also we can w- probably move on to talk about you know, what how does the Singapore government um, help such tech companies to uh, set up and to prosper uh, in Singapore. So maybe Alton you can share a little bit more about the Singapore grants that the government gives uh, and, uh, with a few examples.
1: Sure, thanks Eric and I think all of you might be very interested especially if you're overseas and you're thinking of setting up any of these companies in Singapore and to catch on the bandwagon of these expanding industries that we have mentioned earlier. So the government is actually very, very pro-business and we are actually helping a lot of our companies, big and small, to go digital in a variety of ways. One of the initiatives that the government has put forth is the SME Go Digital Program, which is by the IMDA, one of our Infocom Development Agency in Singapore. Basically, this, uh, this government agency comes about with different various programs, Uh, that helps SMEs, the small medium enterprises to actually help to cope with the COVID-19 situation and basically to move from the physical kind of uh, transactions to move them online in order to actually digitalize a lot of the services that we have that are targeted at not only uh, F&B or retail industries but across all the other industries as well. All right, even aviation. So that means
0: often, if your tech company, ser- uh, focusing in providing, say, for example, a SaaS service, yeah, um, for for small, medium, or large companies adopting new digital solutions, uh, essentially the government is helping you adopt uh, the digital solution with a little bit of uh, financing.
1: Uh, That's right, or co 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 financing uh, support. That's right, and with with this grant, Eric, if you realize that the government actually co funds up to seventy percent of your costs when you actually digitalize your services. So in fact, you can actually make full use of this grant to actually offset or defray some of your costs that you want to implement such services. So companies looking at uh, coming into Singapore or setting up Singapore, even existing Singapore companies should take advantage of this grant and then try to upscale your services and to increase productivity. Definitely. Next, there's also the 5G Innovation Grant that actually helps Singapore to uh, Singapore companies to actually adopt 5G technology to spur economic growth as well as the overseas participation grant. Uh, this is unique to the media profession industry that have to internationalize uh, their programs in Singapore. Because I think a lot of us actually in Singapore if we're a very small country and uh, our, our government is actually encouraging us not only to go regional but also to go global. So we do have a couple of overseas partnership grants that we can help the various industries to actually scale up regionally. Mm, Thank you Alton. In fact, uh, there's a few other
0: grants that are more specific for tech companies uh, as well. So for example, Enterprise Singapore, they run a series of grants called the Startup SG grants or initiatives. So whether you are a tech company looking for funding and you're looking for government funding, there are a few a series of uh, support or financing schemes of which the government itself takes a direct stake in your company alongside some of the, uh, established VC or PE uh, investors. So uh, if you can get uh, say $100 of new funding from a VC investor the government tries to match it 1 to 1 or 1 to 3 uh, uh, financing ratio. There are also uh, uh, new schemes that attract tech accelerators and uh, tech incubators. So if you are foreign-based uh, tech uh, accelerator or incubator company and you want to set up in Singapore to look at this market uh, as well as Southeast Asia as a whole you can also tap on, on certain of these grant schemes of which you can work directly with the Singapore government to set up your accelerator come investing space in Singapore and then look out for uh, potential uh, investors Enterprise Singapore also look at um, helping uh, local Singapore companies Uh, of which if there is a minimum 30% local shareholding or Singaporean shareholding, uh, your company will also be, uh, uh, I would say, eligible to apply for uh, uh, two main grants. One thing called the Market Readiness Grant. This is a grant that companies can help you Expand out of Singapore, so if you are looking to expand to outside of Singapore, in the region for example, uh, you will be able to tap on certain financing scheme to help you defray or co-finance your costs if you set up a new office say in, in the markets uh, outside of Singapore. There is also something called an Enterprise Development Grant or EDG for short, so if you're looking on embarking on uh, again international expansion you're setting a new manufacturing plant you're setting an R&D center outside of Singapore or in Singapore you're looking at adopting uh, or spending a lot of capex on the new technology uh, upgrades for your business you'll be able to tap on this EDG grant to co-finance again uh, up to 70% of the cost uh, if you adopt such uh, practices or business expansion uh, I would say strategies. So Elton, uh, how do how can Incorp Group help them uh, for tech companies uh, that are looking to want to set up in Singapore?
1: Yeah, Eric, I think you shared a lot of information that our listeners might be you know listening in, and then they will look at uh, all these kind of you know grants and, and all this these kind of uh, different kinds of schemes that the government has. So I think for Incorp, all right, what we what we can do well is actually to help you to incorporate the companies. All right, definitely, and to provide a wide range of services that comes with the compliance. Basically, we can help you with your accounting services, tax services, even getting the right talent through our pro talent program. All right, uh, if you are looking at hiring um, in Singapore or even setting up a company and then start with your first hire, we can actually help to recruit the right talent uh, through our very extensive database of uh, talents that we have gathered, as well as you know helping you with taxes. All right, your tax planning and so on as well as transfer pricing especially if you do have multiple businesses across various jurisdictions thank you Alton so so for
0: everybody out there in the world if you're listening in to, today to this podcast if you're interested in setting up a uh, tech for IT business in Singapore feel free to drop us an email or visit our website for more information So thank you again, Elton for joining us today and thank you everyone for uh, tuning in or downloading our podcast uh, series, which is our first episode, I would say. Uh, Don't forget to share this podcast with all your friends and business associates, especially to uh, entrepreneurs or technopreneurs, as we call it, who is keen uh, uh, in this industry or or keen to expand uh, in this part of the world. So get ready for our next uh, episode. Hope to see you then. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you.